Hey girlfriend, welcome to the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. This is your host, Chelsea Cowler. We will be talking all things health, fitness, life, and relationships. This podcast is for the woman wanting to find her happiest, healthiest, and most confident self without flipping her life upside down or sacrificing the things she loves most in order to do it. I am so excited to have you here. Now, lady, let's get to it. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. Today, we are blessed with another guest, Heather, and also known as Dietitian Goes Running on Instagram. And I am so excited to introduce you guys to Heather and have you jump into this episode. On today's episode, we are talking about all things nutrition, mindset, and how that relates back to your health and your exercise and your life. And in this episode, we have the pleasure to get to know Heather and her experience personally and as a professional in this world when it comes to fueling our bodies and how to fuel our bodies in in the world of exercise and to be able to thrive with exercise, but not only to be able to thrive with exercise, but to be able to thrive in our lives. We learn about her journey from the beginning and what truly inspired her to really get into this world and develop this passion for health and fitness. And we also dive into some of those things that are, I guess you could say, taboo topics in the health and fitness industry, such as 1200 calorie diets or having it in our mind that we need to weigh a certain amount and so on and so forth. And there are so many good nuggets, so many pieces that you can take away both statistically speaking and mindset speaking, I know that this episode is going to bring you so much as a listener. So let's go ahead. Let me stop my ramble and let's dive in and learn more about Heather and what she has to say. I cannot wait, girl. Go ahead, have a listen and let us know what you think. Hello, you guys. Welcome to episode 71 of the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. I am sitting here with Heather, and I know you got that formal introduction of her just a second ago, but I am so excited for Heather to introduce herself to you guys because, you guys, we are actually from the same area, and just somehow in the last, like, I'm shocked that we haven't been connected sooner, actually, Heather. Like, now that I, like, look back on things, we just recently connected within the last couple of months, and I've been following her on social media ever since, and I've really, really enjoyed it, and I'm so excited to have her here on the podcast because I think that you guys will get that same sort of excitement from her, and I think it'll be just, like, a great breath of fresh air on the podcast today. So, Heather, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. It should be fun. I'm so excited. So first, let's just learn a little bit about who you are and what it is you do. Um, And I think both what it is you do from a personal standpoint in your like business and entrepreneurship world. And then of course, your um, job that you have separate from that as well, too. Let's let's hear all the goods. Let's let's do the whole thing. Okay. Um, So full background, I am a registered dietitian. Um, went into that field pretty early on, just having an interest in food. Uh, I ran cross country my senior year of high school, hoped it would make me better at volleyball and it never did. Um, but I got completely interested in the fact that like, whether I had Cheetos and Mountain Dew on the way to practice or whether I had like a Gatorade, which my coach had talked to me about, like how different practice felt. And, and that just spurred this whole thing of going into food and nutrition, um, but I knew early on 
working in a hospital wasn't the way I wanted to go. So I've had a pretty non-traditional career. I worked for Hy-Vee as a dietitian. I've done some nursing home consulting. And then I went more the business route from there. Uh, but to keep connected to the reason I got into nutrition, I do have a, um, a small private practice where I help runners figure out how to use food as a way to feel better and, and have their runs feel like they should, uh, because running mm -hmm. should be fun. It shouldn't feel like torture. Um, and so <laughs> food is a big part of that. And so I use social media to connect with people that way and hopefully make them feel a little bit better about their fitness and, and how it actually feels to their body to be doing those mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I, we are going to dive more into this perspective that she's talking about, because I mean, Heather, of course, um, she does um, gear her her education or her platform on social media and her private practice towards runners, but so much of what you say can apply to anyone exercising. And that's what I love. Like your perspective is so interesting. Um, and we're going to dive more into that, but I guess, Heather, how did you get into running in the first place? Like what, what like started your interest with that and with like that passion for fitness and exercise? Yeah. So, um, like I said, in high school, I played volleyball. I was, as a junior, I was on the JV team. And it was one of those moments where it was like, I was decent, but I knew I was not going to play varsity my senior year. And it was like, well, I don't want to sit on the sidelines the whole time, but I like being active. And so mm -hmm. I started running more thinking it would make me better at, at volleyball. And it didn't, but the cross country coach, um, <laughs> one of my friends like completely tattled on me to the cross country coach because she ran got convinced to try it and loved it. Um, mm -hmm. It hasn't always been as full of joy as it is for me now. You know, now I really do as much as like I laugh about the weird things runners do and, and those sort of things on my social media. I really enjoy running. Um, I haven't mm -hmm. always had that perspective. You know, I had that phase where it was very much a way to control body size and some of those things that made it really tortured. And so mm -hmm. now that I've grown to a point where running is is fun whether it's a few miles or a marathon um now it's just part of who I am because it makes me feel so good in every other aspect of life yeah mm -hmm. I can totally relate to that I um I think it's so interesting how so many people and I think a lot of our listeners can relate to this too um we get that connection to like health and fitness um, from, from an early age when it comes to like whatever activities we're involved in. And so when it, when, it, when it's then like, it's, it's kind of more in your high school years, you don't even really think about it as exercise. It's more of just like something you do. Like I like yeah. think back to playing sports in high school and being super involved in that, but I like never really thought of them as like physical activity. It was more just like, this is just what I do and this is how it works. And then how that perspective like changes and evolves so much over your lifetime like you were just saying like you've went through stages where you do it for what what you've now realized were the wrong reasons and mm -hmm. how you can kind of escape that and it's crazy how it goes from being something that's just fun or something that's just a part of what you do to something that you're choosing to do for gosh like I don't want to say the wrong reasons, but for lack of a better way, because I don't, I don't always think that exercise, I mean, I do think exercise is a way to get you to a healthy weight or like if you're right. doing it the right way and using, utilizing the right mindset, it's a great tool for those kinds of things. But 
it's almost like how do we how do we consistently establish that relationship with exercise that we had in the beginning as those athletes like really really interesting way to think about it right and it can be hard to get there for people to figure out like how do you keep it fun but also knowing you want to improve and get better and finding that middle ground of like what is what feels good mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure um so as we kind of talk about this and i i I will, I I told you guys, I'm going to bring her perspective in because one of my favorite things has been following you for just like your wittiness on Instagram. (laughs) I feel like if you guys don't already follow her, we of course have her um, Instagram tagged in the show notes and you absolutely should. But your wittiness when it comes to just like nutrition and in, in your case, it is has to do with running, but it can absolutely apply to anything with exercise. So one of the first things I'd love to dive into is this whole like eat less phenomenon when it comes to women and exercise. And I think that's something that you talk about quite a bit on social media. Um, So give me a little bit of your perspective on that, because I think that so often women dive into chasing a goal or chasing a vision as far as their health and fitness goes and like the immediate thing that they they think needs to happen is they need to eat less and I'd love to talk about that with you because I I know that you experience this this with women that you work with based on just what you post on social media and I have to say like anyone who I've ever done like a like a little like meal plan for nutrition consultation with in my career it's like 98% maybe even 99 99% of the women i encounter are eating not enough so i i'm excited to have a conversation with someone else about this yeah so it's fascinating and and as someone who's fallen into that myself even with years of education as far as nutrition yeah. goes like mm-hmm. diet industry is huge when you go to the doctor's office, one of the first things they have you do is step on a scale and it's like all of a sudden you're mapped on this chart based on one number. And it's really easy to fall in this mindset of, well, if I weigh a little bit less, then I'm going to be better in some Mm -hmm. way because it's such an easy thing to measure. It's harder to measure how, you know, from the outside that you can't tell how happy someone is or how healthy they are just by looking at them, but you can, you can pull this single number. um, And we've, over time attached a lot of emotion to that, that single number and, and made people think that, you know, if you reach X weight, all of a sudden you're going to feel really good. And then we find that when we reach that weight, we don't feel good. So we keep going yeah, and it's we just like keep cycle. Going. <laughs> yeah. And I see the same thing you do. It's, you know, we 1200 is like the magic number that I hear and people thinking, well, I just need to eat only 1200 calories. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm going to lose weight, but that leaves out the whole science side of it. Of if you're not eating enough, your body starts intentionally slowing things down. So all of a sudden, then the amount that you're burning goes less and less. And it just creates this whole spiral of you don't eat enough. So you feel sluggish and tired. So then your metabolism slows down more. And it's just this like whole cycle of frustrating and uncomfortable and not feeling good when you're trying Mm -hmm when really what you're trying to do is feel good. Yeah. <laughs> and I I commend you for admitting that like even as someone with all this education and experience and expertise in this area that you like you fall into it because I admit it too. Like I it's it's a hard 
plague. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's a hard plague to avoid because that's just diet culture and that's what's put out there and that's what's what's kind of like brainwashed into us. Like this is this is how you achieve and this is how you see results, whether like so we need to eat less and we need to weigh less. Like those are the two things that need to happen. And I can one hundred percent resonate slash relate to the whole idea of like wanting to get to a certain weight and then having a goal to like get to that number and then when you get to that number like nothing changes it's like oh well now I want to now I feel like I can lose a few more pounds or like Mm -hmm. I still I still see things on my body that I want to change so I guess that automatically for me means weight loss and I can experience that and in my most obsessive days with health and fitness I I think that we it's it's so interesting to look back on those days now with the mindset that I have now and just like want to like shake myself (laughs) like what were you thinking like why were you so obsessed with with these things when we can come at it from a different perspective and it is really hard like you had said to look at results from your energy levels or results from how how your mood is day to day and just different things like that so if you from someone who has like a really um like a lot of education around nutrition so i i consider myself an expert in the exercise world i have some education on nutrition but i'm never going to i I, I know the basics and I, but I, I always like to be that person to like draw that line in the sand as far as like my area of expertise and your area of expertise. And I don't ever want to like be going outside of like my scope of practice too much. So with someone who has a huge background in nutrition, um, I'd love to hear your like tips for a woman, um, like or first steps for a woman who is just getting started with her health and fitness. Because listening to this podcast and a lot of the women I encounter in the damn happy, damn healthy world are either beginners to exercise or someone who hasn't gained consistency with it in a long time. And especially with nutrition, like going back to what I said, they always think, well, I need to start eating less. Like I need to just cut back. I need to reel things in. If you were going to give some tips to someone who's starting a running routine or someone who's starting an exercise routine, like what are some simple strategies nutrition wise that they can implement from from the beginning versus that I need to eat 1200 calories? Like what could we replace that with for them? Yeah, so I have two things that when I work with people, it's intuition and science. And I love to tell people to take a look at the intuitive eating book. Um, it's an eye opener as far as thinking through like, where did all of these mindset things come from? Where did 1200 calories come from? Where did whatever your goal weight is? Like, where did that number come from? It makes you think about that. And I think when you can think about that and maybe challenge some assumptions that you didn't even know that you had, then you can really start to listen to the science. Um, Mm -hmm. and honestly, like being a super dork and just getting a nutrition textbook or whatever it is, something that is very science-based that can walk you through, okay, here's the general calorie equations and people, you know, I'll have runners run these numbers. And then it's like the look on their face, they're realizing they're eating half of what they need in a day. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you've done the, the work on your mindset, then you can look at that number and be like, 
okay, I'm going to start working towards that because I know I'm going to feel better if I eat that amount. Um, and then just getting into the basics of understanding, okay, my body needs carbohydrates, proteins, and fat. Um, but not looking at it from the like macros perspective of I've got to weigh all my food and only have this much, but instead looking at, at it from the angle of, okay, I need to make sure I'm getting enough carbohydrates, proteins, and fats to support my training. And it's like that little shift from, I can only have this much to, I need to get enough to see is like where the change happens in your brain. That That's little huge. like flip of wording <laughs> is huge. And then you can really start to trust the process. Once you know the science, you understand that like, some days you are going to crave like whole grain, bread, whatever it is. And other days you're going to crave French fries. And you know that like, those are both carbohydrates. They're both going to fuel me. And it's, it's a whole new mm -hmm. world then at that point when you can make that little shift and trust the science. To yeah. And that is, that's, that's huge. <laughs> and that's like such a simple way of putting it. And I think anybody listening can like make that mental shift. And I love how first you said, I've never, I've never thought of it that way in terms of like asking yourself those questions, like where did this eating 1200 calories, like wh why did I start to think that? Or where is that proven from? Or where did I ever read that? And then also like, I, I want to weigh this amount of weight. When you said that, I thought back to a conversation that I had with a member in Damn Happy, Damn Healthy. And it's pro it's been over a year ago. Like, probably more than that, maybe two years ago, I was talking to one of our members and she's someone who I'm close with. So um, this is why I was having this conversation with her, you guys. Like it was like a very intimate conversation, but she was telling me how she had this like goal weight and she, and I'm, I'm not even, I'll just like insert a number. I'll, I'll like fake this. Um, this isn't the real conversation, but I'll put in pretend things. So let's say Sally <laughs> told me that she wanted to weigh 115 pounds. That was like an amount of weight that she like had a goal of. Um, Sally's like five foot, like low five foot. So she's short and like the 115 pounds wouldn't even necessarily be, it, it was in a healthy range for her. However, she was constantly struggling to get to that 115 pounds and her body just seemed to sit like want to sit at 120 <laughs> and yep. and she, we were talking about that and I said so what's the obsession with getting to 115 like if it's if it's miserable and you can get to 115 but it's hard to maintain because I've I've recognized this as well too in my own body like when I used to have that set goal or that set weight that I wanted to weigh it's like I was so obsessed at weighing that, but I realized that once I like would get there, it was like hard to stay there. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'd be, I'd be like gaining a little few pounds back, but I was happier like for her at that like 120 range. It just, that's where her body wanted to be, but she had this mental obsession with 115 <laughs> and it, I never thought of it that way as, or like that, that conversation came up when you said that, like, think back to like, why you ever told yourself you needed to weigh 115 and getting getting that out of your brain and getting more so what I told her as I said do you want to be miserable trying to get to 115 or maintain 115 or you want to feel really good at 120 where your body is happy to stay because I really do believe we all have that kind of like 
level of homeostasis when it comes mm-hmm. to our like weight. Like I have like a when I'm not pregnant, you guys know I'm pregnant right now, but like when I'm not pregnant, like I feel like I have this like three to five pound range where I just like sit throughout the year and I don't really have to do much to change that. Like it's just where I'm at. And that that made me think of that. So it's like, why where 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 in the heck do we even get that get those numbers in our head? It's really interesting because like I think back to like when I used to be so obsessed with numbers and I can't even, I couldn't even tell you why I ever thought I needed to weigh a certain amount or why I ever thought that I needed to eat a certain number of calories. It's like, who told me that? (laughs) Definitely wasn't an expert. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy Fitness Membership. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast, but know that the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy Fitness Membership is where you take this mentality and this lifestyle that you're learning about here and you extend it. Damn Happy, Damn Healthy helps women end their search for balance so they can truly find freedom, gain confidence, and get fit without giving up their social life, without giving up their family life life and without flipping their lives upside down. If you want to make exercise and healthy eating an effortless part of your day-to-day routine, this membership can help you find this balance. Stop searching for the quick fix, girlfriend, to your lifelong battle with health so you can achieve the body of your dreams while still focusing on the things that you love most. How does Damn Happy, Damn Healthy work? Let me explain. Members get five brand new workouts every single week. The workouts are 40 minutes per workout and a set of dumbbells is the only piece of required equipment that you'll need. Along with these workouts, you get a proven system and accountability to set you up for success in finding your freedom in health, fitness, nutrition, and life. We take those things and we simplify them and we help you truly find your happiest healthiest and most confident version of you and believe that that looks and feels different for every single woman and it's better yet girlfriend because you're here listening to the podcast we want to offer you your first seven days free inside damn happy damn healthy if you want to claim this offer if you want to jump into this i encourage you to go click the link in the show notes and sign up for your first seven days free girlfriend it's on me because i truly do believe that you are just one decision away from being on that path to your most happy, most healthy, and most confident self. And that click is right there for you in the show notes. And that click leads you to the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy Fitness Membership. Right. And it's so easy to get fixated on those things because numbers are easy to measure. And especially if you're like a type A goal-driven person, all of a sudden you just, you hook on something and you just keep going for it. But your body does, your body has a set point. I know for me, like my body type is naturally muscular, pretty athletic. And so I'm going to weigh more than someone, than the other five, six person standing next to me, who's Mm -hmm. eating the same amount and working out the same way. Like that's just how my body is going to be. And until I really accepted that the set point weight theory really is a thing. And there's a reason there's a ton of research behind it. Like once I accepted that, it was great. But for a long time, it was like, well, 
that person next to me weighs less and I'm so goal driven. I need to be that too. And you just get pulled into it really easily. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. It's crazy. And I, I, the other thing that you had said earlier that I was going to touch on is people being mind blown by like you calculating or having them calculate what they should Mm -hmm. be consuming. I, I get that. (laughs) I've like given people like different equations and like the science that they can use based on like their, their, all their statistics and their activity level and so on and so forth. They are just like, I'm supposed to be eating what? And I'm like, right. yeah, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm over here telling you you're not eating enough. And people are shocked. It, it really mm-hmm. is. And it's just crazy. And I always like to tell women, and as someone who kind of has it together, and you, I'm sure, experience this too, people are always like wondering what you eat or wondering mm-hmm. what you eat in a day. And like people are, when I'm like, evoking that or trying to like explain that to people they have a hard time hard time realizing like I eat a lot in a day like I eat a lot (laughs) and and I'm like never I love to eat a lot and I my plates have a lot of food and I enjoy a lot of food and I think a lot of times when I show that to people it's kind of an eye-opener for them like Mm -hmm. well like she's she's like healthy or quote-unquote healthy quote-unquote fit and doing this whole like fitness thing and she is eating so much like how is that even possible so really really cool to kind of both of us have experienced it sounds like both ends of it and now we get to help people kind of crush those beliefs when it comes to 1200 calories and whatever that weight so those are huge takeaways I think people are really really gonna love that um outside of that I I, I, of course, made a list of things that I wanted to ask you just because <laughs> I feel like anytime I have like a registered dietitian or someone who's really great with their knowledge around nutrition, I always like to ask all the questions that like I feel like come to me a lot and I feel comfortable providing insight on it, but I always like to hear like what an expert has to say. So next thing I want to ask about is like fueling your body for exercise and after exercise. I think this is something that I get a lot of questions about. And when I get a lot of questions about it, I think that there's a lot of confusion around around how to do this. So I'd love to hear kind of your perspective. And I know things are different as far as, and maybe a little bit different as far as like fueling yourself based on the type of exercise you're about to do or the length of time. I mean, of course, like you said, like whether you're going to run a 5K or a marathon, I'm sure there's a difference in between those two right. things. But generally speaking, what would you recommend? Yeah. So yeah, like length of time, how intense it's going to be, that certainly plays a role, but your body's going to perform better when it has carbohydrates before the effort. So carbohydrates, only thing we can use to actually make our muscles produce energy. Um, and so if we don't have carbohydrates available, then all of a sudden we've got to add this extra step of converting fat over and, and it makes things harder than it needs to be. So I always encourage people that if your goal, if you're trying to be fit and perform well and be really proud of your workouts to make sure that you have some carbohydrate available before. Um, 
that becomes a little harder if someone's like a first thing in the morning where you like roll out of bed and go straight to work out. Then really mm-hmm. that process starts the night before of having a higher carb dinner or snack. Um, refueling after gets missed a lot. We've got this 30 to 45 minute window where our muscles have just worked really hard and they're looking for energy to um, fill your glycogen stores back up. So that's your stored glucose, your stored energy. They're also looking for protein to repair those micro tears that you made, which we want to do when we're working out. And so having some sort of carbohydrate and protein combo, usually in a three to one ratio, um, right after you work out is going to set you up so that you can work out hard again the next day. And mm-hmm. people miss that. Like when you get to the end of the week and you're feeling exhausted and worn out, a lot of times I'll see it's that people aren't refueling after they work out. So they're just running on empty over and over and they're not recovering after afterwards. Um, but mm-hmm. those are the two biggest things right around the workout that make the biggest impact on how the workout's going to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, um, one of the things that people bring up a lot for me, um, when it comes to the post-workout refuel, mm-hmm. and if, if you think I'm wrong for saying this, like, call me wrong, <laughs> but, like, I always, I always have people question me as far as, like, the timing goes, and as far as, like, mm-hmm. should I be, questions are always around, like, protein shakes, I feel like, like, yeah. should I be having a protein shake after, after a workout, and one thing that I think sometimes women run into with the confusion of post-workout um, is that like, do I need a post-workout meal as well as like a post, like, do I need a post-workout snack as well as like a meal within that? Like if that may, like they double yeah. up. And yeah. so I'm always telling them, I'm like, fueling your body after exercise is necessary, but if you're going to eat your meal within that 45 minute window, you don't need to eat your protein shake and your meal. (laughs) And that's something I always like kind of explain because I think sometimes when, when people run into that like overconsumption or like if they're eating too many calories, which we both said doesn't happen that often, (laughs) but if they are, we have this like assumption that we need to like do both. Um, Do you have anything on that? (laughs) I do. So when I, when I'm working with runners, if, if you are going to have a meal within like the hour after your workout, I'll be like, I'll say, okay, you know, you can probably push that window. Cause I love mm-hmm. to run after work and then go pick up the kids, go home and then cook dinner. Like if yes. I could run at my mm-hmm. ideal time every day, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. And so usually in that scenario, like I'm home quick enough and cooking dinner that I probably don't need a big snack after that afternoon mm-hmm. run. Um, I also see that in the morning, like if you work out first thing and then all of a sudden, like you're, if you're able to have breakfast planned and get out the door within an hour, that's okay. It's when there's that big gap in time. So, you know, if you work Mm -hmm. out at 3 PM and you don't eat dinner till seven, then absolutely. You really need to focus on that snack afterwards and then the meal following those few hours later. (laughs) Yeah, okay. it just totally depends on what your circumstance is. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But yeah, like if you can get to the meal quickly, then great. That kind of like does both things for you. But if you've got several hours, you do have to take care of your body afterwards. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I I agree. <laughs> okay, I've been I've been ex- that's that's how I explain it too. I feel like I get so many questions about like pre workout and post workout, and it's like yes, they're important, but it's not so it's not so much that like 
you need that like your meal can be your post-workout and I think Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people just get a little bit overwhelmed with all the things they hear with nutrition like Mm -hmm. and everything they feel like they should be doing and I'm like it doesn't have to be overly complicated if if it's most convenient for you to work out in the morning and have your meal be your breakfast then that meal can be your breakfast or like you were saying in the afternoon and then have your next meal be um your supper dinner or whatever you call it so yeah that's that's helpful um I'm like I'm I have so many things I want to say (laughs) so this is so good um so when it comes to exercise and like with your clients I guess just to kind of give you the floor a little bit what are some of the things that you feel like are like big messages that you wish you could get across to women when it comes to exercise and nutrition like where what sticks out like a sore thumb to you when you're when you think about those things yeah I think the biggest thing that I wish I could make everyone understand is that all of those things that you're doing should feel good like whether it's the running or the lifting or what you're eating like at the end of the day I care so much more that those things make you feel good versus what were the macronutrients on paper afterwards like Mm-hmm. If I can help people get to a point where their long run feels great because now they trust that they need carbohydrates before and during, and then they have their post-workout snack after their run and they feel good. And then they, all of a sudden they like, they're realizing that they have extra energy to play with their kids at the end of the day, even though they're running further than ever before. Like that's the feeling that I want everyone to have. Um, mm-hmm. I also want people to feel like if it gets to a point where fitness and nutrition isn't feeling fun anymore, that it's okay to switch paths. Like one thing that I'm big on right now, tons of Peloton classes and way more strength Mm -hmm. training than I've ever done. Just because when you can't run races and you're in the middle of a pandemic and everything you do is on a treadmill in your basement, it's like, well, yeah, I need to like make this fun again for me. And so trying to share that, even though I have this whole account that's all about running and for a while, like it looks like that was all I did, but everyone can pivot and find that thing that makes it continue to feel good for them mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it really should be fun. Like if we're committing to something that's built to last long term, we want it to be something that we continue to enjoy. And I think I love how you shared that 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 has evolved for you and I think mm-hmm. over time that's evolved for me. I know it's probably going to continue to evolve especially now that I'm going to have a baby here in a few months like what what's going to work and what's going to feel good will probably change and evolve and just that reminder of ourself that like we're continuing to change and I say this on the podcast all the time but that we all kind of have our own version of like what that happy and healthy like Mm -hmm. balance looks like and we have permission to adjust and change that over time and we as people don't remain the same. Like I look back to who I was five years ago and what I was doing then and things have completely changed in my life, like in my life circumstance and who I am and what I'm doing career-wise. And I think that sometimes we have to remember that like as our life changes and evolves, so like we have permission to change that as far as exercise and nutrition goes too. Right. Yeah. Oh, this has been such a great conversation, Heather. Um, I will say I didn't prepare you for this, but I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I do ask my um, podcast guests at the end of the podcast um, the same exact question every single time, and we we have some fun with it. So 
I always say if you could start to finish, describe to us your most damn happy, damn healthy day, what would that yeah. look like? And this is pre-COVID. So COVID isn't happening. Okay. What would like your most incredible, damn happy, damn healthy day look like? Ooh. So I would totally wake up and get to like sit outside with coffee and just kind of slow start the day and mm-hmm. then work on some breakfast or something and something that's going to fuel me on a little bit longer run. I would love to be able to load up the, our little two, our, our older one would laugh at me if I tried to put her in the stroller, but put the little two <laughs> in the running stroller and like go for a long run on pretty trails with them. Like that would be my perfect morning. And then from there, I don't know, probably like my favorite post long run food is either burgers or wings. So like, then we can Yum. go somewhere and actually get like really good burgers and wings, hang out for the day. Um, and then I'd probably go out for like the other one afterwards, uh, uh-huh. for maybe the dinner meal. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess any day for me is going to have that damn happy, damn healthy feel as long as I'm like active. And if I can involve my kids in some way, like even better. And then foods that I enjoy um, yeah. for sure are going to be part of that. Mm-hmm. You just made my day by saying that, <laughs> like, that any day, because I really do believe that. I, I constantly try and tell people, like, every day should feel should feel good, and you should, like, find right. things that you can incorporate into your routine and into your life that make every day damn happy, damn healthy. Like, we want to leave every day feeling like we fueled our souls and like we fueled our bodies. I think that's so important. So you just, you just made that perfect. (laughs) Like, like this is perfect. So thank you so much, Heather, tell us real quick, um, where we can find you. So people listening, um, where they can find you, where they can connect with you. I know they're going to want to, and then we'll wrap this up. I'm so glad that we could do this today. Thank you. Yeah. So I share all of my running adventures and, and, weird, you know, Twitter quotes about things that runners do and goofy reels, all that stuff. Um, I keep everything on Instagram and dietitian goes running. Um, so yeah, they can find me there and hopefully we can connect that way. Awesome. Okay. You guys, we have tagged Heather's, um, Instagram into the show notes, but as she said, it's dietitian goes running. Um, she's so fun to follow. Even if like, if you are a runner, run, go follow her. (laughs) Even if you're not a runner, run, go follow her because I, I am like, I'm more of like a recreational, I really enjoy running, but I don't do it like, like seriously or competitively or anything. I love to just, I I do a combination of, and I love to throw running in my workouts, but even with that, you guys, I love following her. It's just entertaining. And the stuff that you say is so relatable and fun and yeah, just witty. I, I love it. So go give her a follow and thank you, Heather, for being here. We really appreciate it. We've loved having you and hopefully we'll have you back sometime. Thank you. All right, you guys. We will see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening today. Be sure you tag Heather and I as you listen to the episode, share your biggest takeaways, and message us if you have questions. We'd love to chat. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. Share some love for today's episode with a rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget, take a screenshot of this episode for your Instagram. Tag me at Chelsea Caller and tell me your fave takeaway. I'll be talking to you again real soon, girlfriend. But until then, be damn happy and damn healthy.